Pension Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mgmunios.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mgmunios.com slash gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. Ultraman Z episode 6 is pretty cool. It's kind of funny because it's throwing me into ongoing stories and plot lines from other stuff and it didn't bother me at all it was done very naturally uh it flowed very well and i didn't have any issue with it so that's a good thing that's a very good thing i have some some uh spectacle and action stuff to talk about later but first i want to give my overall impressions of the episode and then uh, talk about some more specifics so my overall impression or impressions of the episode were that it was really fantastic. I think this might, might be my favorite episode so far. Uh, seeing Juggler in the last episode and, and the way he mixed things up was interesting, but things got even more interested or uh, more mixed up and more dynamic in this episode with the arrival of Ultraman Geed or Geed, I can't remember how they say it, and then as well that uh, that Destructo AI, like the Judgmenter. <laughs> it's, uh, it has a different name, but it's called, you know, such and such the Judgmenter. And I just thought that was a, a really cool name, especially for such a, a neat, you know, concept sci fi villain. Um, which, I mean, the AI that wants to destroy all sentient life, that's nothing new, really. It's just, uh, I like this iteration of it, and I liked, uh, well, I like this iteration of it. So it was a lot of fun. And I liked that there was like a moral clarity about it. Like, yeah, this thing's evil because it's trying to destroy all sentient life. So we're just going to, you know, destroy it and, and counteract it. So that was cool. Uh, I also liked that the, uh, that Sevenger, that storage is trying to improve the performance of the pilots by having Sevenger uh, and um, Wyndham fight each other. Of course, that's uh, Hikari and, and Yoko. And uh, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, so those are my general impressions. It was a lot of fun. Very exciting, excellent fights. Um, that's kind of all I have to say. Uh, or and also they did a good job of bringing me in uh, to this you know story, this ongoing story, and, and getting me to swallow basically uh, the the hook or the bait and uh, accept the fact that we've got these uh, these other characters who have this long ongoing story that I just I can roll with. So that was nice work there. Um, I guess the, the deeper story implications would be like, what is Hibikuri doing? He talks to, uh, to Riku, uh, who's the host, I guess, of Ultraman Geed or Jeed. I'm going to say Jeed. Jeed. Jeed feels better. Anyway. And, uh, Jeed asks him, what are you doing here? And he seems to be okay with him. He doesn't treat him like he's a villain. He's not scared of him, but he seems to, uh, <laughs> uh, juggler or Hibikura is acting like a, uh, like, like a bit of a scamp. Uh, the way he comes into the scene and, and swipes his uh, Z-Riser from him and stuff. He's, uh, the way he's acting, it feels a little off, uh, you know, very familiar, but also a little, you know, like quasi-villainous. And then the fact that he says to him, uh, you know, like, if I told you I was here helping Earth because I really want to protect peace, would you believe me? And uh, I thought that was fun. And I like how it casts him in even more of a gray position as a character. Because I thought, oh, he's a secret villain, and he's got some sort of overarching villainous plot and it's going to be crazy to see how that you know unfurls and I'm excited to see all that stuff and then now uh, after this he's even more gray because it's like well maybe he's not just a bad guy who's trying to be a good guy or pretending to be a good guy maybe he was a bad guy and he's been kind of reformed uh, through his interactions with the Ultraman probably because uh, I bet an Ultraman could do that for you um, so yeah 
uh, I liked that. I, I like how it complicated things a little bit. Uh, I like that they got into deeper implications of like, where is Zero? And, uh, you know, what is a Devil Splinter? And I thought it was interesting that Riku, um, you know, pointed out and, and got the point, you know, to the audience that Zet or Z and, uh, and Hikari, no, Haruki? Haruki haven't really talked very much and Haruki doesn't know what a Devil Splinter is or what it's doing or, or you know, what the problem is with them. He just knows that they're a bad thing that he wants to help uh, Z split up or, you know, clean up. So that's kind of interesting that Haruki would be so willing to just throw himself in. But then again, if you think back to the context of Haruki as a character, what he did, um, oh, I just got a great idea. Sorry, uh, what he did to, you know, as he and uh, Z were both about to die, he's like, hey, let's combine our life forces so we can live. Um, you know, that, that makes sense. He, he threw in to help with them because it was, you know, the right thing to do. It was a heroic act and it saved his own life too, which I'm sure is helpful. But uh, kind of beyond that, um, you know, he works for storage. He works for this group who's trying to defend the world from, you know, alien invasions and attacks and things like that. And that's, you know, it goes to his character. So it, I guess in an interesting kind of backdoor, backdoor kind of way, uh, it's showing Haruki's character, not telling us what his character is, uh, to know that he's going into this fight uh, that's really from a world that he doesn't know, and it's all bigger than he understands, uh, but he's just rolling along with it and, and doing it. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, there was an interesting, uh, I guess it's, it's Riku's stop, or stop sign, uh, his catchphrase, which is something like, sitting around, doing nothing, isn't going to get us anywhere, which I believe, yeah, but that's true, that, that is a true statement, um, true statements have been spoken, but that is a very true statement, and honestly, if a lot of people incorporated that into their lives, I'm sure they'd be much happier because they'd live much more productive lives where they're at least working towards their goals, their dreams, whatever, as opposed to being upset about, you know, being upset and getting distracted by, you know, their failures, um, they're, you know, get, being paralyzed by the fact that there are so many options or so many things to do or the task is so difficult is not good you know the uh, what is it the, the longest journey begins with a single step or whatever that is that saying is but yeah I, I like that that's Haruki's um, Riku's thing rather uh, the, the only thing I didn't like was that he's I think he said it like three or four times but I still agreed with it it was good stuff um, but like I don't know if that's just his catchphrase being brought into the show and if it's supposed to have any special meaning behind it any significance to uh, any of the characters because I'm trying to think about how that could have applied to the characters. Uh, I guess they didn't really know what to do to stop um, Visalia, no, 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 uh, Vardigrat, I don't know, whatever the, the destructive robot's name, the Judgmenter's name. Uh, in order to stop him, they had to do something and, you know, his core was going to go and regenerate and the longer they hesitate, the more time there would be for it to grow back and develop, but they ended up trying to lure it out. Uh, Yuko or Yuka. Yuka had this idea to, since the thing was searching the internet, which is a really funny detail, to uh, lure it to a place for where it was going for these supplies to repair itself, and then there they would attack it and defeat it and destroy it, and then they would solve the problem, right? And that's doing that is better than doing nothing, of course. And like I said, the longer they waited, the more chance it would have had to recover and recuperate, and then it would have been more difficult for them to fight. It did recover, and they ended up having to fight it anyway, and then the, you know, uh, Jeed and Z together were able to destroy it, but um, with a little help from uh, from Yoko, which was pretty cool to see. Uh, I think Yoko's the pilot, Yuka's the, the tech lady. Anyway, 
So it was really cool to see like a Independence Day homage sort of where um, like a cross between Independence Day and uh, Digimon, um, what is it? Touchdown, whatever, like the whatever the original Digimon movie that was dubbed into English was called, or it's a composite of like three or four movies, but the one where they fight Diaboromon, um, they send it all the information, all the data, all the emails in order to slow it down, and they kind of did the same thing because uh, Yuka was working on this thing early in the episode, this puzzle, this Millennium Prize puzzle thing. Anyway, um, but because she was working on that, she was able to forward the information to that. It slowed it down. Yoku delivered it through a punch, which was really cool, but it also didn't make sense, but I just bought it because it was such a cool moment in the show. So anyway, uh, like I don't know if the let's not sit around, let's act and you know act incrementally even, like I don't know that that really impacted her in that way. And I don't know that it impacted uh, Z and Haruki because I mean, they were gonna fight against this destructoid anyway, this judgmenter anyway. So I don't, I don't really know how to read that. Uh, I, I kind of don't think it was significant to the plot. Um, I don't know. Maybe it has more to do with, uh, by the way, I'm sort of remembering it's like Galavas or Gavilus or something. Anyway, uh, maybe it has more to do with Hebikura or maybe it has nothing to do with the, uh, the context of the episode at all. I'm not really sure. I kind of struggled to find like a, a theme or a meaning or anything like that that was being expressed through, uh, this episode. But, uh, so there's that. What I did get though, what was clearly expressed, what clearly, clearly, clearly came across to me was the awesome, awesome fight. Jeed Galaxy Rising is an amazing suit. I cannot believe how good that suit looked. Um, it, <laughs> I went wild a little bit when I was watching when he whipped out his like Giver elbow uh, blades. That was amazing watching him wreck with that. Also, he uses these wrecking claws, I think, later uh, in the second fight. And then uh, his wrecking phoenix attack, which is his, like, specium ray, but he calls it wrecking phoenix. Like, that was super dope. Jeed looks super cool. The fight was so dynamic, so exciting. His suit is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I showed my kids real quick just the scene of, um, yeah, his first fight with, uh, with the Judgmenter. Uh, the Judgmenter, I'll say. And they were kind of blown away. I, I, I try not to be a weeaboo. We like Ghibli movies. We like a lot of, they know I like a lot of Japanese stuff, but I try not to tell them, Japan has the best boo or anything like that. But one of my eldest actually said, wow, did they just make everything super, super cool in Japan? And I said, I don't know. And it was funny. They were making remarks. They were like, oh, they're giant. Oh, they're in a field. That's cool. Or like in the countryside, that's really cool. And then like when G did that thing where he got blasted back and kind of like uh, skidded or dragged on the ground, uh, past like a mountain range or whatever they they all thought that was really cool so um and the wrecking phoenix they like that and i don't know if they've ever seen like two beams two energy beams or power blasts or whatever go against each other and they go back and forth and then one guy pushes harder and his power goes through and hits the other guy i don't know if they've seen that before so when they saw that they thought that was pretty neat and so did i i mean it was it was really cool so um but yeah it's an amazing amazing suit um, there were some other like episode, like like lore type things. Learning about the Devil Splinters was cool. Seeing, I don't know, who was that? Was that Taro? That wasn't Taro, was it? Whoever fought Belial. Um, seeing them fight him was cool in that little scene. Although I found it strange, like the way Belial, or, or not Belial, but the other one, Taro or whoever it was that defeated him was dubbed. It was like, it was weird. It wasn't Japanese. Maybe it was, he was using the ultra language when he was talking to Belial, I assume. I don't know. 
but the little devil splinters they showed them coming off when he did his, his you know ray attack and it's funny they excuse me they look like his eye and I think that's a really cool detail because uh, those eyes are they're pretty evil looking and they're pretty distinct looking as well so them to look like his eye it's a that's a good move so uh, I mean just the the I don't have much else to say just the some of the angles that they used uh, looking at uh, at Jeed through like the the temporary tent or whatever they were in where they had their little uh, you know base camp set up where they could watch and monitor the fight and everything that was really cool I just I love how much more it amps up the scale and makes uh, makes the ultras look gigantic um, it was just a really cool shot so I don't really have much else to say um, it was a lot of fun this was mostly this one mostly got me on just looking so good and on being such a fun episode such a fun story and I don't know that there was too much more like lore nuggets or like any like uh, you know engine inspection specific stuff that I can bring up that like oh yeah this is, means about like the true nature of being a hero or whatever um, the only thing that I thought was interesting was that uh, it's just I like fun to see the the journey of another ultra and It'll be nice to see if we get more input from Riku and, you know, his character and uh, kind of see what makes Jeed Jeed. Um, I guess I guess that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, one other thing. Oh, the scavenger. Um, I like how he's trying different things and he's trying to experiment and figure out what exactly makes all this technology tick and how he can use the devil splinters or not. And I like the fact that he's he's got like putties now. What's up with that? That was kind of strange. But it'll be interesting to see what these uh, these troopers do. And like he shot him out of a gun. Like what's up with that? It opened another dimensional port. I, I don't know what any of this is going on. But uh, you know it's intriguing and interesting because well I don't know what's going on. And I'm looking forward to learning. I'm just getting ready to uh, publish, and I decided as I was listening back that I should add something in here, which is a couple things. One, uh, after you hear this episode, uh, I will have had time to. Uh, post some short video to MeWe. I did like a uh, highlights from episode 5 of, of Ultraman Z and I don't know if I'm going to do highlights or if I'm going to do some sort of commentary uh, from it. I'm, well, I'm going to try to do highlights or like a gif from every episode, but I also have some other stuff I want to do like uh, I have some commentary on the whole juggler thing and how that was seated early on in the show and how like the cinematography kind of hints to it and just how it's all very cleverly done and uh, things like that. So I'm going to add extra stuff like that over on MeWe. I don't know that it'll be MeWe exclusive. Maybe I'll make it like exclusive to MeWe as I'm first uh, releasing episodes. Then, you know, sometime later I'll go back and, you know, embed those sorts of things in uh, in the website at mgmunos.com slash GU or in the actual like episode post of uh, the episode related to when it was released. So it'll be in the show notes area. Same, you know, same as, as the picture uh, or the collage that I do and the other stuff. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all of that for now I think that's all I wanted to say and uh, yeah I'll get I'll let other me do the uh, the outro now so buckle in folks buckle in so, uh, with that I'm gonna go ahead and call it uh, I'm gonna get out of here I'm gonna ask that you uh, go over to mgmunios.com check out all my work over there uh, I am uh, very much feeling like for Toku Timber I want to re try really hard to get set up with having a, uh, a GoFundMe or an Indiegogo for a Tokusatsu-inspired uh, comic or graphic novel. I don't know. I might just do. A, I want to do like a Toku bedtime, bedtime story with like kaiju and, and an ultra type thing in it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if you want to encourage me to do that, go ahead. Hopefully, I'll write that, something about that in the next couple weeks. Uh, so if you're coming back for more of my coverage of Ultraman Z, you'll get to uh, check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. So anyway, I'm gonna leave you uh, with peace and blessings, and uh, I hope that you're well. And I want to remind you that you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.